Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. December 18th, 2019, a day that will go down in history as the day that uh, Donald Trump was impeached by the House of Representatives. Um, this is going to be a, a long, a long, arduous day for those actually having to do the work, uh, but it will be a done deal, and then, of course, we will move on to the appalling spectacle of uh, this going into the hands of Mitch McConnell and the uh, Republican Senate. Uh, I uh, excoriated you to attend one of these rallies last night on impeachment eve that were held all over the country, a uh, number of them here um, in our neck of the woods. And uh, I, I did myself go uh, down to the city-county building, and uh, there was a lot of energy uh, in the crowd, the crowd itself, to my eye, uh, was disappointing, and I—I uh, don't—I I don't know. I—I I left not uh, energized like uh, one should be, but uh, disheartened, and that could be a result of just my general, um, you know, psychological makeup. Uh, always thinking the glass is half full. I'd say there were about 300, 300 people there, not more than 400 for sure. Uh, given what is at stake, and I'm not talking about um, impeachment per se, given what is at stake, which is our democracy itself, the future of this country. That crowd in front of the city county building last night was paltry. An almost as large crowd apparently on uh, in front of Connor Lamb's headquarters in Mount Lebanon. <coughs> um... I don't know what's wrong with Americans. I talked to a friend, actually a friend called and said, hey, you want to go to a movie and, and dinner? And I said, uh, no, I got to go to this rally. Oh, he said, somewhat shamefaced, I could tell. Ah, yeah, I guess I should go to that. And, of course, he didn't. And he ended up uh, saying, um, you know, it's just so cold and I just don't feel like it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not saying that attendance at a rally will save the republic, but I guess I am saying that the willingness to be uncomfortable is a certain sign that uh, these are not ordinary times. Uh, the thing about cold, guys, is that you can always dress warmly <laughs> enough. Uh, there, cold is no reason, certainly, to avoid. Heat, to me, is a reason to avoid. It's a lot harder. So I found it rather dispiriting. I was hoping somebody I would recognize or see, but I didn't recognize any of you. And um, for that matter, you might not have recognized me since I was uh, bundled up. Uh, and very little of my face showing, and I was wearing glasses too, so I don't know. But it it was, to me, uh, disheartening. Update on the, uh, the story yesterday that so freaked me out and, and made my blood pressure spike, and uh, uh, the, the Nazi uh, fan glam fan uh, thing sent out by the uh, United States military, um, actually, 
in commemoration of the horrific Battle of the Bulge in which uh, tens of thousands of Americans gave their lives for democracy, for this country. I was thinking of that. 75,000 men, young men, American boys who would not live their lives out, died in that battle 75 years ago. And uh, their, their grandchildren, great-grandchildren, us, can't be bothered to um, stand on a sidewalk for an hour in hopes of showing our resolve to save the democracy they died for. Um, I'm talking about, of course, this Nazi war criminal who, at the Battle of the Bulge, uh, gunned down uh, American POWs. It, it is so incomprehensible to me, and there is still not an adequate response about what the hell this Nazi, this glamorous photo of a Nazi was doing on uh, the U.S. Department of Defense website, the website of the Airborne Corps at Fort Bragg. Uh, it has been deleted, but there still has not been any adequate comment um, from anyone in a high position. Flat out what it does is glorify Nazis. <laughs> the American Defense Department, the 75th anniversary of the Battle of the Bulge. The photo um, colorized a black-and-white version of this photo is, by the way, available in the National Archives. That was not the photo used. The colorized photo comes from a private source from a guy in Slovakia named Tobias Kurtz who has available a lot of colorized Nazi photos and other things praising Nazis and Hitler. And quite clearly, whoever posted this on uh, American, on our taxpayer-funded uh, website, had to have gotten it from that source. The New York Times piece on this today still has all this could not comment, would not comment, we were seeking comment, did not immediately respond to requests for comment, The Airborne Corps at Fort Bragg, which was the the birthplace of this appalling travesty, uh, continues to say that it was part of a six-week series with each post highlighting what happened during the battle on that day. Well... Wouldn't you be profiling uh, American soldiers and commanders and leaders on that day? Wouldn't you be putting glamorous, colorized photos of them? Here, I, I, I'm seeing for the first time, above this Nazi's photo, it, it says, and this is from the Department of Defense website, beginning today, the uh, 18th Airborne is commemorating the 75th anniversary of one of the most critical battles in military history, the Battle of the Bulge. The 8th Airborne Corps will share stories about that brutal fight 
in the frigid Ardennes forest. These are the stories that were told by the men who fought in that historic battle. Hashtag know your military. Hashtag in their boots. Whose military? Whose boots? This guy? This guy? He was tried by an American military tribunal, spent more than 10 years in prison. He was lucky he wasn't hung. He traveled to France in 1969 and worked in public relations. In 1976, a group of armed Frenchmen surrounded his house and fought a gun battle with him. He was believed to have died in the attack. But violence in his name continued. Something after his death in 1977, Reuters reported that a group calling itself the Piper Group after him claimed responsibility for several attacks on Jews in France. This is a screenshot from the Pentagon from the Department of Defense's website. Page 3, Wall Street Journal, today. Elevated anti-Semitic incidents, elevated levels now for years. Uh, last year, anti-Semitic incidents, according to law enforcement, jumped 57%. The largest single-year increase on record in this country. As of September, anti-Semitic hate crimes in New York City, home to the largest population of Jews in this country, were up 51% from last year. An obvious rise in anti-Semitic subway graffiti, die Jew bitch, with a swastika scrawled over a poster of Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Of course, in Europe, they usually do us one better, throwing Holocaust survivor out of a window in France. Anti-Semitic incidents in that country rose 70% this year, last year, excuse me. You will recall that Donald Trump, before he became, it's extraordinarily, the president of this country, uh, during his campaign, tweeted an image of his opponent, Hillary Clinton. And behind her picture, he had a Jewish star and wads of money. That wasn't the beginning, but that was a little harbinger. You don't even have to be a Jew to have that Jew imagery used against you. Okay. Hanukkah's coming up. I know that because Christmas is coming up. Not really. I used to know it, whether there was Christmas or not. Um, someone writing in the Washington Post said, Hanukkah calls Jews to light the darkness. And this year we need it even more. One of the things that Jews were always told is if you light your your menorah, the candles, you are to put them 
in a front window so that you share that light with the world. There have been many times in Jewish history where Jews did not dare do that. And frankly, I don't recall us ever doing it in my home where there were so few Jews. Uh, It was thought that at times of danger to Jews that to light the candles could, of course, bring, bring trouble down on you. I would hope every Jew puts those menorahs in their windows. I would even hope that non-Jews light candles and put them in their windows in solidarity. Uh, The idea is for Jews to make themselves visible when we so often are not. It's just like the march last night or the rally last night was to make our side visible. Uh, Hiding is something that terrified people do. And the people who will not hide are people of action. I mean, part of, I was reading an article about what it is to be Muslim at Christmas, and I I would always ask uh, Christians, uh, who are by far the majority in this country, uh, to understand (laughs) that Muslims, Hindus, Sikhs, Buddhists, atheists, Jews, There are a lot of your friends and neighbors who do not celebrate Christmas. But because the Jewish festival of Hanukkah falls within uh, generally the Christmas period, um, that holiday has been elevated. Just, I I know in in my family it was so that my brother and sister and I did not feel so bereft um, at Christmas. You know, the only house without decorations, the only place where there were not gifts on that day, the place... I mean, gifts didn't used to be a part of Hanukkah. They became a part as a way for Jewish parents to um, help their kids. So, I'm just saying. Um, We are not required, according to the rabbis, to invite peril by showing ourselves at times of danger. And then this article goes on to say, what is a time of danger? How do we, I mean, how many Soros conspiracy theories are enough? How many times will Jews need to be attacked uh, on the streets of Brooklyn or gunned down in synagogues for it to be considered a perilous time for Jews? Is it enough that a viral video that was recently circulated of a so-called Christian pastor named Rick Wiles saying, that's the way the Jews work. They're deceivers. They plot, they lie, they do whatever they have to do to accomplish their political agenda. This impeach Trump movement, it's a Jew coup. Twenty-five percent of respondents to a recent American Jewish Committee poll say they avoid certain places, events, or situations because of fear of being attacked for being Jews. 31% they avoided wearing or displaying anything that would identify them as Jews. It's 
Frank Bruni got poetic today. I, he should stick to prose, but I'm going to subject you to it anyway. It's a parody on Twas the Night Before Christmas. This is in today's New York Times, Frank Bruni. I am sorry, as I said, I'm going to subject it to you. "'Twas the eve of impeachment when all through the house no Republicans wavered, each last one a louse. The articles were drafted by Democrats with care in hopes that a conscience might soon bloom there. We pundits were tossing all steamed in our beds while Trump's certain acquittal danced in our heads and I in frustration feeling all solemn." Wished I could capture my woe in a column. When out on the web there arose such a clatter, I signed into Twitter to see what was the matter, and there I beheld him, the master of lies, weaving fresh falsehoods to no one's surprise. He savaged the Bidens, he smeared Adam Schiff, and cycled through villains in a furious jiff not to mention distractions like the teeth of the speaker. Could a leader be cruder? Could his morals be weaker? So now he's a dentist in his all-knowing ways? I prayed for deliverance one of these days, when what to my cynical eyes did appear but a raft of excuses pulled by mangy reindeer with a weasel-eyed driver so meek and so zany. I knew in a moment he must be Mulvaney. More shameless than con men, the sycophants came, and Trump gloated, so bloated, and called them by name. Now Rudy, now Jared, now Lindsay and Mitch, please fly this democracy into a ditch. It is how you will save me. It is how I prevail, or else I will join poor Paul in the jail. That's the toll of a presidency ended too soon, so you must sing along to my favorite tune. It's a witch hunt, a hoax. Those are lyrics for me. That's the verse, that's the chorus for eternity. He was dressed in a necktie from his jowls to his soles. He had tanned beyond tanning. Imagine the moles. His hair, how it swirled. His legs, how they splayed. On such fishy foundations was his confidence laid. And we couldn't stop looking. Not his fans, nor his foes. That was what he was after. The show of all shows. Its plot-strained belief, its appeal-tested reason, still it was soaring toward a second season. The economy roared, the Democrats whimpered, Vladimir chortled, Emmanuel simpered. In the bag that Trump carried, he had goodies galore, lower taxes, the Dow, right-wing judges, and more. They weren't for the many, they favored the few, but that was obscured by the smoke that he blew. All was fog, all was mist, all was boast, all was fiction, as he hid his true airs with a bad diet and diction. He could do as he wanted and never know fear, for an elf and a savior named Barr hovered near. And then there was Tucker. And, of course, Hannity, to put an extra fine gloss on this insanity. What great luck to discover a country so riven you could smash it and rule it if suitably driven. You could summon the Russians. You could bully Ukraine just as long as you made it's fake news your refrain. I cringed as I watched him and cried for us all. Our values, our futures, hijacked by his gall. A last bid to preserve them was cause to impeach, but his party's corruption put him beyond reach. So then why all his thrashing, his howls of dejection? 
It was just a performance for the next election. It brought more donations. It rallied his base. You could see, if you looked, a clear smirk on his face. If you listened, you heard it, a lilt in his voice. In drama like this, he would always rejoice. So as history scarred him, he could nonetheless yell, Merry Trumpmas to all! I'm the king of this hell. Woo! Frank Bruni. <laughs> mm. Okay. Hang on here, guys. I've lost my uh, my mail. Um, so again, a, uh, by the way, spook, speaking of, um, Putin, Russian state television actually has called Trump their agent. Russian state television um let me get the there was a picture if you saw it it should send chills uh a picture of a smiling donald trump at his uh, oval office desk and standing behind him the Russian foreign minister who had just been reinvited. Ah, he knows the Oval Office almost like his own bedroom. Sergei Lavrov was there again, welcomed into the Oval Office. Uh, by the way, our um, our ally Ukraine, its president, has still not had his Oval Office visit, has he? I don't think he's made it into the Oval. Because Trump is too busy serving his master. Russian state media, after Sergei Lavrov returned back to Russia, was gloating over the spectacle. Uh, their main channel actually entitled a segment on it, Puppet Master and Agent, How to Understand Lavrov's Meeting with Trump. And it had that picture. The power behind the throne. Lavrov standing behind Trump, smiling stupidly at his desk. And Russian state television actively says, Puppet Master Lavrov and Agent, the President of the United States. I uh it's I, it, it you know it just it it takes my breath away it really does takes my breath away um You know, you look at this idiotic letter that uh, Trump sent Pelosi, and and as I've so often said, and certainly not alone in saying it, that when Trump says thing, something, he's almost always projecting. So when he's accusing someone of something, it is he who has in fact committed whatever actions he's accusing another of. And you see it right in the uh, in the 
letter. He says to Pelosi, You are violating your oaths of office. You are breaking your allegiance to the Constitution. And you are declaring open war on American democracy. He's saying that to Pelosi. That is what he... And he he signed that six-page letter with a Sharpie. I mean, excuse me, who signs letters? Hello. Hi. <laughs> Coming right in. Yeah. Coming who in hot. Si- who signs letters with Sharpies? Uh, old people that can't hold uh, small, small pens. Well. <laughs> Jesus Christ. His signature is really uh, something. Yeah. It's, uh, it doesn't look like Donald Trump at all. But no, I guess that's no, what well, I, I guess that's how pe- like, yeah I guess that's how people do signatures. I try to actually. Mine still looks wonderfully, you know, legible. Nice. Yes, <laughs> Lynn Holland. I try to make I sure mean, that the R and the D are very obvious. Yeah, you know, the, the, as it the, should the, be. The, the, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, yeah, even the mayor of Salem, Massachusetts, uh, had to come. Great out. Great town. I've been there. Have you? Yeah. I have not. Yeah. Had to come out and. Um, inform the president that um, the women who were burned at the stake (laughs) (laughs) were not comparable to uh, Uh, what's going on with it. I did not have the due process that he is being afforded. Right. No. They were literally burned at the stake. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) This is true. Oh, man. Crazy. Crazy times. Okay, so I was at the uh, city county building. Oh, last night? Yeah. Oh, so was our intern and uh, photographer. Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. we we covered that. Yeah. Yeah, I have many thoughts about the coverage of such uh, impeachment. Um, Okay, well, I got to tell you, I was disappointed. Oh, you were? Yeah. Why? There were 300 people there. Oh, whoop de doo There were 400 in Mount Lebanon. <laughs> there were another 200 in Beaver. There were another 100 in Westmoreland. There uh-huh. were 80-something in yeah, Washington, Yeah, what's the population PA. of this area? You're, you're I mean, this is... But you're talking about a protest that was like... Like, I kept getting press releases. They didn't know exactly when they were going to do it. It's basically... That's short notice. That's extremely short notice to do a thing. It's not on a weekend. It's on a cold weekday what? after work. It's not the same. I think it's actually no. really impressive. I, okay. I, 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 I would I would disagree I with you. I give you Hong Kong. Hello. Do they? That are is, those wait, kids that's saying, a totally different country is, than us. Hong Kong was its own was its own has has a totally different dynamic than same, our country has to China. It is the same thing happening in both. So how many people were the in Hong fear, Kong? The fear, the fear, understandable fear yeah. that we are losing our democracy. But but that, it's a different situation in Hong Kong because they've never been afforded it, democracy. Uh, you no, know, but if you were, and we're complacent. About well, of course, it. because we've had but, it for four hundred years so or whatever, two hundred, you know, I, almost no, three hundred years. No, yeah, just continue being complacent about it, I, and I, it I, will I dis- disappear. I disagree that it shows complacency among the American people to have what hundreds of thousands march throughout the country yesterday. Right in 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 support of impeachment in the middle of the week on the on 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 I mean that's I just don't like, care yeah. about the timing I don't care about the weather what forecast a, What about the women's Are march What about all those other things They've had multiple marches The problem is is that they don't make an effect on the Republican Party because that is the problem. This is a totally it, it they are not comparable situations. This is like saying that the that the you know UK vote is similar to what's going to happen here. We're totally different countries with totally different dynamics. Like I I I I understand that that like liberals want to see more protests against it, but every single time that they've protested during Trump's presidency, it has not moved the Republican Party one iota. They literally haven't moved at all because they're locked into this incredibly partisan um you know Set, I guess, and they're never going to move. That as this goes to the Senate, that if there were huge demonstrations in states where the senators, Republican mm-hmm. senators, mm-hmm. aren't quite sure. What about what Kavanaugh? What about Kavanaugh? There were huge presentations. There, there. I mean, there, there was all. Yes, I, I. 
No, it's, no, it's not going to change their mind. First of all, they need to get like 67 votes. I mean, I think Americans understand the reality of what would happen. There is no way they were going to sway. They might be able to sway a few, right? But you need like 20 Republicans. So you'd have to go and sway the like Nebraska senator. Here's what you, you know? need. You only need a majority to get certain witnesses to be heard. Right. Right? I yeah. think you only need four of yeah. these SOBs. Okay. Yeah. So that might happen. If you get witnesses, yeah. if you got Bolton, yeah. if you get these people yeah. and people start paying attention, yeah. don't tell me that some Republicans or any Americans paying attention might start getting a little queasy. Oh, I agree. Yeah, but, I don't but, give but, this. But, but I don't think there was there is there is there is probably nothing that 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 anyone can do to get them to remove the president to get to the two-thirds majority well, threshold he, but here's what we need to be in the streets to right. let those senators know and the members of the house to let republicans know they will be taken down they were in the streets yesterday <laughs> oh okay here's what oh. i don't know what oh, else. I don't i'm know. sure it struck terror in people what strikes terror is numbers nothing will strike no. terror into oh, them numbers. that's what i'm telling you numbers no because it's rigged against millions. them it's rigged I don't against care. them millions millions but millions of americans have when was the last time millions of americans ever marched for anything well, then they can lose it. I mean, then, then fine. Just stay comfortable. God forbid. What we, only will we will only save our democracy if it's between 68 degrees and 75 on a weekend where we don't have anything better. You are in the White House. I know, but we can't compare the two because oh. you, have, you had a media then that actually was basically just pro-America versus the Nazis propaganda because America did not want to enter that war. It took years for them to enter the war. They only entered the war after the, uh, you know, the, Japanese, the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor. No, I know so, that. No, I know you know, but that's what I'm saying is that it's different. So after that happened, then America's like, let's get into the war. Then all, every single politician is, right. let's get into the war. Let's get into the war. So it, it, it was more united. So if we had every politician and every media source say, Trump is fascist, let's kick him out of office, of course there would be so many. But we don't have the same media environment. We literally, KDKA literally, Literally ran a story yesterday that said uh, pro you know pro Trump people I protest see. blah blah. They ran two separate stories. I saw that. They went, which is ridiculous. Which is, why yeah. would you? Why would but you? There were so there's yeah, so I many pro Trump people will just share that. Look, our region doesn't say. But there were like literally seventy people compared to over a thousand. There were literally well, 70 pro-Trump people compared to over – so, I mean, like, what's the – no, but, I mean, why aren't we escorting or why aren't we criticizing the pro-Trump people? Trump is being impeached right now, and in the Pittsburgh area, which is – which overall supports Trump, right? If you count all the counties, it does. Like, if you count all the – if you count the whole region, only 70 people came out to say, no, we don't want Trump impeached. That's who we should be saying. So if you take the actual numbers – it's 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 just you know I'm, okay here's I, another yeah. point of view gg lynn i know the numbers downtown were disappointing to you but we had over 400 folks at one nearby suburban rally she's talking about mount, mount lebanon, lebanon yeah. and over a hundred that there were more in mount lebanon than downtown pittsburgh i also think is an outrage i'm just sure, sorry sure. i'm sorry yeah i mean i but I mean, but I mean, you could blame oh, a lot of those yeah, things oh, yeah. on, on where organizers. Will I park? <laughs> where will I park? That's yeah. a big one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> could you imagine how many cool. people would go to Steelers games if there was nowhere to yeah, park? Yeah, really. About that. <laughs> okay, over a hundred in Washington <laughs> County, which is very Republican. I mean, they yeah. did put Guy Reschenthaler in office. We had a very good response from motorists passing by at the rally. The 200 attended. in Beaver County. Of course, there were a few who flipped us off, but it almost seemed like a Pirates or Steelers championship rally with all the honking horns. It was very good to see. There may be more hope than you realize. See? I know that the optics of a large mass in one place is really desirable, but I think it is equally important to show that there are people in other places wanting impeachment as well. Mm -hmm. 100 people may not seem like a lot, but to have that many people come out in Washington, PA, such a cold night truly is impactful. I was initially skeptical of spreading out our resources, but to see so many rallies in so many places is really a good thing. 
I concur. Those are my post-impeachment rally. But think of all the different kind of coverage they got, right? If it only was in Pittsburgh, if it was all, if if they put everybody into Pittsburgh and you got over a thousand or you got, I don't know, two thousand or something, um, who's going to cover that, right? PG, TV News, uh, us, you know. But you're not going to get coverage from Beaver County Times. You're not going to get coverage from the Trib out out in Westmoreland, right? You're not going to get – because they have, like, the suburban paper out there, right? You're not going to get Observer Reporter, Washington County, covering it. You're not – it's – so, so I mean, it's a, it's a strategy, but I don't think it should be – I don't think it should be like, oh, that was nothing. You're like – I mean, come on now. I mean, like, Trump's unpopular. He's very unpopular. He's unpopular in Pennsylvania. He is not above water in Pennsylvania, you know? <laughs> I'm not saying he can't win. He can definitely win. But his path is very narrow. And if the, if you're too defeatist, if we're too defeatist, then he probably will win. But if we recognize that there are weaknesses and exploit them, he won't. Very narrow. 44,000 votes. Okay. So uh, you haven't been here for a while, but one of yeah, the things right. that I uh, saw happen in, in between was, it was this. Uh, this it was that San DeMarco there? Zapala's son. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember Okay, that. okay. So we'll <laughs> recall uh, the effort to, um, yeah, get Zapala out as district attorney um, was not successful. Nope. Uh, Lisa Middleman, by the way, spoke at the rally. Yes, I am. Uh, yeah, quoted her. Um, My intern did. She did a good job. Um, and Zapala's son ran his campaign. Right. And Zapala's son Poorly. has now announced... He's going to run his own campaign to unseat. So this is a primary, primary. challenge. He's going to run as a Democrat. He is He's running a as a Democrat mm-hmm. with his Republican girlfriend. That's right. He is running as a Democrat to unseat Sarah Inamorato, who's the state who's rep. Who's the one who knocked off Dom Costa. Dom Costa. Yeah. So here was this breath of fresh air. Sure. A woman, for yeah. one thing. Millennial woman, yeah. A millennial woman. I saw her just uh, the other day. And now <laughs> this Zapala, who has, what? what's his... Uh, He's also millennial. Um, what's his what? His experience? What what? Yeah. He doesn't name. have any other than well, his, his, his name. name, and he ran his father's campaign. Okay. And he has a name. Mm-hmm. And he is primarying her. Yeah. So what does that say about his politics? I don't... Uh, yeah. Well, she's being primary because she's considered to be too far left, I guess, which doesn't make any sense because you can have far left candidates that represent a very left area like her district, which is clearly very progressive. He will have the power of the machinery behind him. So did Dom. He's yeah, gonna, but he's got Dom no, was, he's has, he has literally no chance. But Dom was blindsided. Without, Dom was yeah. arrogant With, because yeah, he felt that's true. Zapala's coming they're going to try to wipe out what happened. Did somebody come sure. on out for Summer Lee? Yes. A guy named Chris Rowland uh-huh. is uh-huh. running against him, uh, uh, running against Summer, uh, who is also the other progressive, very progressive rep that unseated another Costa. I got to tell you, norm- normally, normally, <laughs> normally <laughs> around here, I don't think we have these primary uh, challenges no. to incumbents. And especially not successful ones. Ex- and especially, what are we trying? We got two white men mm-hmm. trying to take down two young women, one black. Mm-hmm. Who the, the first, are so the first, first Western Pennsylvania black woman to to and sit this in Harrisburg. is a democratic kind of thing to do. I mean, what kind of bullshit is this? Yeah, it is. I mean, I, I, yes, I think it is. I think. Yeah, I don't really understand their strategy. They really don't have a chance, if I'm being perfectly I, honest. I absolutely disagree with you. The, the, the House Democratic Caucus has already come out in support of... Both? Of both. Uh-huh. Because they support incumbents. Who's got the money? Both of them have actually I've been very successful in raising money. That's I think that's what we forget, is that that's another reason why they were able to take out the Costas, is that they were very good at raising money. They outraised the Costas. Um and I'm not, yeah, I, I, I guess Zapala probably has its own money, maybe from his dad or anything like that. But 
they don't have grassroots support. I mean, we wrote that stuff. I mean, this is only social media, so you know you got to take it with a you know grain of salt. But um, we wrote that story, and man, people were really mad <laughs> that Zapala was running against Sarah. There were a lot of people. I was actually kind of shocked how many people were like, no, no, no. So. Um, the, you know, Sarah and Summer have a lot of grassroots support. And they have also a lot of goodwill because they have, since their elections, really been out there. There is the also, community. yes. I, no, I mean, no, they, I, no. I, 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 you know, they really have. And yeah. some people have, like, said, oh, Sarah's doesn't have enough constituent ser- services, which, by my observations, is such a ridiculous claim because she's constantly out in yeah. the community. She's constantly inviting people to. She, she held a town hall on a bus. She literally you know, met her constituents on the bus. Well, maybe like, what they mean is she's not, like, fixing parking tickets like uh, the cost. <laughs> <laughs> we need more parking tickets, by the way. Get those cars out of here. Um, but what's, 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 what I think is really interesting about those braces is that I think, I think the whole blindsided thing is right. I don't, like, let's just, let's just argue that both Sarah and Summer won't get the same share that they got um, in 2018, which was also a Democratic like wave year, you know. Um, but this is a primary, so that means they have to go up against only Democratic voters, right? So that's a big deal, right? Um, and every area that you would think that um, someone like Sarah would have uh, underperformed, or like there's an opening for like a more moderate candidate like Sapala to come in, Sarah won. Sarah won Ross Township. Dom is beloved in Ross Township, and he still lost, you know? So yeah. maybe in a general, uh, it, it, it would be a different story. But in a, in, in a Democratic primary, this feels, like, this feels like what happened with Zapala. People are overestimating that there's this moderate um, uh, surge maybe. among Democratic primary maybe. voters. There is no sign maybe. of that. No, but in 2019, Bethany Holland beat DeFazio in a countywide race. Yeah, but those more moderates are waking up now. But it's a Democratic primary, though. It's you not the general. I so, understand. so, so, no. But I mean, there's just there's going to be there's a lot less moderates in that in that thing. It is it is going to be, unless there's a huge scandal against. Uh, both of those candidates, like a like a legitimate scandal, not like they're socialists, like a legit scandal. Um, I just that there there's there's no path. Sixty four percent. Summer got sixty seven percent of a vote in a in a in a district that's seventy percent white. I mean that's crazy. Like and also, um, Paul Costa, right? Paul Costa. That was Don. Okay, I can't keep. Paul Costa was was definitely had less going against him than Dom. Dom had a lot of bad votes, you know, and he had stories written by me <laughs> that were very embarrassing for him, you know? Like, <laughs> he said some ridiculous things about immigrants and, and, and these other things. So, there was, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be very difficult um, for them to win. So, you're a little nervous, Nelly, you know that? You're just so nervous. <laughs> I'm just, I'm a grump. It's true. We got a report in from Columbus from Milton. He says there were at least 1,000... One TV station said 1,500 people showed up in Columbus. I headed to the staging area on the bus and felt very much the same way you did last night. I suspected a low turnout due to the cold and general apathy, but was surprised when I arrived to see a growing cadre of really enthusiastic, excited folks. Even had the numbers not swelled to the 1,000, I estimated the sheer enthusiasm and the dedication to those on the scene when I first arrived was enough to raise my spirit. I think that two things accounted for the strong turnout. The location was not in the downtown. It was a residential area along a commercial roadway in a neighborhood akin to the upper half of Murray Avenue and Squirrel Hill. Hmm. Maybe downtown is not the right place. I think, I think, you know what, actually this is really interesting that this is being brought up and the fact that there were more people in Mount Lebanon than there were in... Um, yeah. Uh, this, in my analysis, and you know, lefties are probably going to you know, get pissed at me for this saying this, but I don't care. Um, this is where the battleground is. It's the suburbs. Yeah. Like so this is where the, the battleground is. Yes, like if you true. can organize those people in the Allegheny County suburbs, that's true. Bethel Park, Upper St. Clair, um, Franklin Park, like right. these areas, if that's you, right. this is where if Democrats are smart, this is where they'll pour almost all of their resources. Okay. There's no reason to go to Manesson. Sorry. Sorry, Manesson. 
um, you know, yeah, to go to these go areas. Further. Like, they have local organizers there. They can do their job. But if you want to pour in your bigger resources to sway people and to bring out the vote, it's the suburbs. This is where the battleground is right now. And um, I know, like I said, lefties don't really like to hear that because they want to see a more working class, a more poor uh, no, places. you got you but 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 unfortunately, hey. this is not where it is. Look, I mean, if, if there's any comparison for, you know, for the UK vote, is that all these white working class areas started voting for the conservatives, you know, and that's the same thing is happening here. It's really hard to get through to them because they're so much more animated for anti-immigration, for um, racism, for, for 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 these other issues. It's so hard to 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 give them an economic message that will counter that. I think. You need to do that still. You still need to try to, you know, play in the margins to give them some hope to bring out as many, you know, Democrats as you can. But if you really want to get those swing voters, it's the Philly suburbs and it's Allegheny County suburbs. How come this won't go up? I have no idea. You don't know how to run a computer? This is this fucking email that wait, doesn't wait, do you work. want to click this one? Oh, yeah. You just want to click Ryan oh, look, as a Ryan point. Oh, Ryan has a good point. No, no. I'm trying to read the rest <laughs> of Milton's and it won't go I, up. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. You're kidding. Works. You're younger than me. You're supposed to know, know. how to I, I do it. I've never had an apple in my life. Oh, okay, okay. Um, they did teach us when we were kids. All right, all right. It should go up. Yeah, I don't understand. This is this fucking... Wait, wait. What if you come back? What if you come back? Yeah. Oh, it's and just frozen it... totally. Okay, let's try oh. Ryan has a point. Oh, good. Ryan has a good point. <laughs> the Washington rally was on the front page of the Observer Reporter. What's that? Okay. And that has impact. That is true. Well, Milton, you can't. My, Sorry, Milton. My computer will only tolerate a few sentences, and then it bottoms But he brings up. up a good point, I think, about about where the, the, the areas where they're doing. I mean, I I have no doubt that urban people will come out of it, but they already they already do. They already do. They they consistently come out and and you know uh, are against Republicans, especially ones like Trump. But if you want to get that's kind of the battleground is kind of shaping out too. Really, those South Hills, man, those South Hills. But not all of them. But, <laughs> like, that Mount Lebanon, Bethel Park. Upper St. Clair. Upper St. Clair, South Fayette, like, even Peters Township. Peters Township is still Republican, but whew, it's coming. It's starting to wobble. Yeah, yeah. And um, so, yeah, maybe go to a rally there, you know, next time. Get in the car, you know. <laughs> Oh, you can take the bus, take the T. It'll take a while, though. That so I, I have to tell you, I missed this uh, these this thirty second spot that the Republicans around here put together. Oh yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I tweeted about that. And they use um, they're flashing pictures of John F. Kennedy and Franklin Delano Roosevelt, <laughs> yeah, the New Deal. <laughs> and they say Democrats, and the, these are Republicans. The Republican yeah. ad. Yeah, it's a Republican. These are Democrats who made room for everybody. And then they transition from those white men to Summer Lee. Yeah, Bernie, Sarah. A black Peduto. woman. Peduto, too. And Peduto. Yeah. And Sarah. Peduto, we should yeah. say. <laughs> the nicknames forever are so ridiculous. And they say, this isn't your parents' Democratic Party, and it's not yours. And it's time to think about what that means. Doesn't mention the word Republican in the ad at all. Well, because that's a killer. <laughs> but I have to say this. This guy, uh, this new uh, head of the, Sam DeMarco, yeah. he at least is shows some energy. Sure. I mean, the Republican Party around here has never even yeah. attempted to do yeah. anything. Yeah, I think... I'll give him that. Yeah, you, I, I agree. Uh, I, would, I, I would give him the energy. He's got a... People should check out on City Paper. He's got quite the uh, social media presence. He shares a lot of conspiracy theories and stuff, so he's actually really kind of <laughs> in line with the modern Republican Party. But um, Give him that. Yeah, I mean, give him, give him some credit for trying to scare people. Um, whether or not that would work against the places that he needs it to work, like Upper St. Clair and these other places, um, will be really interesting to see if that'll work. I think, I think it does have some effect. I think the Democrats should probably... Um, 
especially the runs the ones running in the suburbs should have a message against that socialism claim against that mm-hmm. spooky socialism claim um i think i think they did that against um Lindsay Williams, who ran in the uh, state senate, and most of her district is in the North Hills. Right. And uh, she won, but by like but 500 votes. Yeah. And she didn't tight. win in the suburbs. She won because she carried, like, she crushed in the city of Pittsburgh. Her district, like, is in Highland Park and East Liberty, and she crushed there, and so that kind of carried her to victory. But uh, her opponent was basically like, she's a socialist. And, and it, if you don't counter it, if you don't explain to the voters that that's a bad faith attack, there's, yeah, there's a good chance. That Do you know that the largest release of methane gas? <gasps> I wrote about this too, man. In the United States. Yeah. Happened. Just eighty, just sixty miles from here, as the crow flies. Yeah. Sixty miles from here, ladies and gentlemen, and no one knew. Yeah. It's huge. Okay, here's how we found out about it. Yeah. The European. This is like Chernobyl. <laughs> you know, right? This is like Chernobyl. They're saying, no, there's a little rum. And then, you know, you know, readings from all over the world start coming in. All right. Uh, the European Space Agency, it turns out, this happened in February, had just launched a satellite with a new monitoring instrument on it. Lucky us, huh? And it was designed to collect more accurate measurements of methane in the atmosphere. And what that satellite saw 60 miles from here in February of 2019 was, oh no, it's 2018, 2018, was huge. Yeah, huge. 120 metric tons of methane were released every hour. And it took how many days to cap this thing? 20. The amount was twice the rate of the largest known methane leak in the United States. Right. This is from a fracking facility owned by... Ex- a fracking uh, uh, well. Well. Just one? Just one well. well. <laughs> one well. There are thousands of by, these things. And nobody... No. Here's what happened. When it happened... Um. It exploded. The well exploded. There was an explosion, yeah. and about 100 people who lived around there were evacuated. Right. Um, I calculated 5,700 metric tons, because if you do 120 over... Scientists hour. said the measurements from that one thing, just around the corner here, could mean that other large leaks... Oh, they're just spewing methane. ...are going absolutely undetected. Yeah. What? Yeah, and this is and this is in the exact area. This is the exact area that they want to build more cracker plants, which would only increase the supply of wells because you need the natural gas to make plastic. That's how they exist. And this was owned by Exxon, right? The you know oil giant. Exxon is one of the companies rumored to want to build a cracker, cracker facility yeah, in yeah. the Ohio Valley, yeah. r- uh, r- River Valley. And, yeah. Um. It it's just it's insane. It's insane. It's so much. It was that one well over 20 days spewed out more methane than the oil and gas industries of France, the Netherlands, and Norway combined in one year. It's insane. That is, and and that is literally downwind from us. That just blew all that, that blew stuff right out. We all right took it in. into our face. That is, <laughs> that is right. That is right. And we and we think that like we need these things. It's so. Crazy. Belmont County, Ohio. Can I just? I just have. I. I, I really want to. I don't know how much time. You got it. Yeah, but oh, go. Okay, you really don't quick. have any. I, I, I just want to say that it is so crazy that we believe that this is so important for the jobs of this region. How good is Belmont County, Ohio, doing right now? Oh, how I bet good is Wheeling doing right now? How good is okay? So Beaver's starting to do a little bit better right now, just because of the cracker plant. Once that cracker plant's done, though, six hundred jobs. That's it. You know, like, come on, like, let's really think about the economic benefits of this. We just believe the pro-business booster is the plant the actually thing. functioning already or no, is it still no, being no, constructed? It's still being built. So, so the jobs are the construction right. of the plant. Yes, 6,000 of them. And around. once the plant's built, those jobs 
yeah. crap way, unless way, 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 they try, Unless they go build another plant. And that's basically what their strategy is. Like, let's just keep building plants so for the next 20 years, we we maintain those 6,000 jobs. A lot of them are from out of the area, by the way. I know a guy who works there. He says a lot of people speak Spanish. They speak they speak uh, other Asian languages, which is fine. I don't I don't have any problem with bringing in immigrants to do work, but like it's this idea that it's some huge economic benefit to the region. It does have trickle down effects in places like Beaver County, but it's not going to make Beaver County Beaver County what it used to be. It is going to destroy the atmosphere. Yes. And the oceans. Yes. And a lot of other stuff. And our air quality, which is and already our some air of the quality, worst. Which is already the worst. Yeah. So just, yeah, whoop de doo. Yeah, it's ridiculous All how right. much we believe it. It just well, maybe, you know, but that creates jobs for undertakers. <laughs> That's what Darlene said. That's what Darlene said. <laughs> That's what Darlene said when they banned fracking in the city of Pittsburgh in 2010. It's the greatest quote of all time. I'll send it to you. It's all right. so good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. God bless Darlene. Darlene Harrison, <laughs> I became a Oh, my God. All right, you guys. That's it from here today. Guess what? Donald F. and Trump is going to be impeached oh, yeah. today. Yes. Farewell. <laughs> <laughs> See you tomorrow. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.